welcome to another episode of Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ. How are you today? Hope you are doing super awesome. I am doing well. Tired, but happy. Because <laughs> I... I don't know, I just... I'm happy because I'm enjoying life. And life is good. And God is good. Uh, and so today... The scriptures I was thinking we could munch on um, is Second Nephi chapter 30 and Matthew chapter 16, I believe, is what I read this morning. And um, so in Second Nephi, uh, we is, it begins with Nephi actually telling about how the Jews and the Gentiles and the Lamanites will eventually be converted to the true gospel. Uh, not all of them, but like, I don't know, the, those kinds of people, everyone will eventually come to know Christ. And, um, well, I guess it can be everyone, can it? Because, like, you die, then you get to see him. Or, like, at the second coming, then you get to see him, right? So, maybe it is everyone. But, there will be people here, before all that happens, that chooses to believe in Christ, right? And there will be people who are Jewish, and people who are descendants of the Lamanites, and and Gentiles, that will choose to believe in Christ. And, um follow his gospel because of the Book of Mormon. Um, It will be powerful enough to convince people that Jesus is the Christ. Right? And I think I think that is accurate, you know? Looking at you know, all the experiences and miracles that have happened with people doing missionary work. And, you know, people reading the Book of Mormon, and they read it, and their hearts are touched, and they believe. They believe in Jesus Christ, and they believe in his gospel, and believe in what he said, and that this is his restored church, and they get baptized, right? And so, I think, I think that prophecy is accurate, you know? Like, I think, I think that's being fulfilled today, like, it's still being fulfilled I don't think it will stop until, you know, maybe Christ comes the second time. Um, of which, this chapter does mention that. It mentions how, you know, at the second coming, the wicked will be destroyed. Um, which does not sound exciting, you know. Um, and they're going to be destroyed, and then the millennium will come. And... Honestly, I always get excited reading about the millennium. Whether or not I'm here on the earth when it happens, or, like, I'll be dead, I'm just excited. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know. Won't it be cool to be walking around with Jesus? And also, like, in this chapter, it talks about how all the animals will, like, be nice to each other. Like, they we're not going to worry about carnivores ripping us apart. And other animals won't have to worry about being eaten we're having to eat other animals and that jazz. That like, we could pet lions, guys. 
You could pet lions and hold snakes. And some of you, you might not like snakes. You might not like snakes, but I like snakes. But I think it'd be so cool to like, you know, any animal. We could go up to any animal and just hang out with them without any fear. And I'm just like, that would be so cool. That like, in the millennium, the earth is filled with so much of God's love that even the animals have love and respect for each other, right? And not that they are evil by any means for eating each other. I don't think that's the case because God knows what he's doing. I don't know. But I just think it'll be cool and it'll be a special moment in the millennium when we get to pet all the animals and I won't have to worry about being eaten. You know? Yeah, I just think it'll be so cool. That always that always makes me happy to read those bits and be like, oh, the millennium's gonna be awesome, guys. It's gonna be so good. And not just because of all the animals, but like, you know, and Jesus, and we won't have to worry about wicked people either, right? We won't have to worry about being hurt by other people around us. And, you know, Satan will be bound. And so people will be righteous. And it will be awesome. I just, I think it's going to be, it's going to be so cool. We won't have to fear from man or animals. We can walk around freely on the earth. And there's just so much, there'll just be so much love and so much peace and it's just going to be a fantastic time, guys. Like, the millennium is going to be awesome. Just saying. Like, I am looking forward to that day. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Whenever it comes, whether I'm on the earth or not, it's going to be great. So cool. And that's what Nephi talks about, right? He talks about the millennium. And, and the millennium is something to look forward to, you know? To look forward to the day where Christ will come and reign on the earth. That there won't be any more worries. Um, and that Satan will be bound during that time. You know, for you and me who are striving to be good people, this is exciting news. <laughs> You know, to know that there will be a day where we won't have to worry about anything, you know? In the millennium, there will not be any worries. There will not be any strife because there's nothing to be afraid about. There's nothing to worry about. All we have to do is... Won't do God's work. There's going to be a lot of family history work going on. A lot of, um, you know, work for the dead kind of stuff. You know, we'll, we'll be getting baptized for people that have passed and giving them their endowments and ceilings to each other. It's going to be fantastic, guys. And... You know, we'll be doing missionary work and 
it'll just be a great, great time, you know? We're gonna have a blast those thousand years. It's just gonna be so exciting. So exciting. Um, I mean, it was so exciting to Nephi that he was prophesying about it. I mean, how many centuries ago? Right? He was around, oh, 600-esque BC. And you see, you got 600 years. And then you have... 2,021 years after that. So it would be 2,621 years. Roughly. So maybe we'll do 2,600. That Since this prophecy. It's a long time. It's so big. I don't think we can comprehend it. You know? Like... It's so big that if someone were to say, yeah, I bought 2,600 donuts, you'd be like, what does that look like, you know? How much space does 2,600 donuts take up? And then to think of that in years, that's how long ago this was. Um, I mean... It might be easier to think of it as like donut boxes. So you bought 2,600 boxes of donuts. And I guess you could do the math where like you did an average box, donut box size, you know, volume of that. And then you just figured out if you said, okay, if you had this many in a stack and this many in a row, how much? space would that take up and you could probably put it into feet or something or um meters depending on where you were at and kind of get a rough idea of oh hold on one second oh i thought i was gonna sneeze and then i didn't oh well <laughs> um and then get like a rough idea of how much space 2600 boxes of donuts takes up which would be it seems like that would be a huge amount I'm just looking at the kitchen that I'm sitting in right now and being like I think I could fill this entire kitchen with boxes of donuts I'd probably have to rent a U-Haul truck to get that from the donut store to here you know that's a lot of donuts oh come on you gotta sneeze nose I'll come Just one second. Like right in the middle of a sentence. I know it will. It's like right on the edge of my nose. It wants to, but it's not getting anywhere. Oh well. Anyway, enough about boxes of donuts. But yeah, that's a long time. Since if I... This prophecy. And, you know, we're still waiting. We don't know how long we'll have to wait. Maybe it's another 2,600 years. Maybe it's only five years. We don't know. 
But, you know, people throughout millennia have, over two millennia, maybe even longer. I haven't done any research to see where in the Bible this kind of prophecy might be. But, you know, people who believe in Jesus Christ, you know, they've been excited for this moment for a long time. A long time. You know, it gives so much hope to people to know that God's going to win no matter what. Even if I'm not alive on the earth when it happens, it's, you know, that Christ is going to win. You know, knowing that we're on his side, that's the coolest part. That we're on Jesus' team. On his team, wearing his jersey, you know. Since we all got baptized, we took on his name. So we got our jersey, his jersey on us, on our backs. And they all say Christ and then whatever number. Or maybe it doesn't have a number. It just says Christ. I don't know. But we're all on the same team. And it's awesome and exciting to think about it. You know, and that whichever side of the veil that we're on, we're a part of this work. We are a part of the process of the second coming and of the millennium. You know, Nephi was a part of it. Like, he was prophesying about it, right? So, no matter where it ends up, all of us have some sort of part in this work. And, um, I think, I think that's cool. I think that it's cool that all of us have a part in the second coming, one way or another. And, um, you know, I'm gonna jump over to the Bible now. I don't have a great segue. We're just gonna we're just gonna hop. You know, hop over the. I have nothing to bridge this gap. You're just gonna have to jump with me here. Take a leap of faith that, you know, even though I'm not making a great connection, that it's going to be okay. (laughs) So hopping over to Matthew chapter 16, just out of nowhere. Um, This chapter, we have some Pharisees and Sadducees come to Jesus and they ask him for a sign. They're like, hey, can you show us a sign? And Jesus is just like, no. No, I will not. Because, like, um, because there's already kind of like a, a sign, I guess, in a way. So what he says is like, um, that there will be no signs given until the sign of Jonas, which basically is, um, Jonah, you know, the story of Jonah and the whale, right? And that 
is actually another um, symbol for Christ dying and being resurrected after three days because Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days. You know, isn't it crazy how sometimes there are those kinds of connections in the in the scriptures where you're like, wait, you mean Jonah being in the whale's belly for three days actually had, like, purpose? <laughs> he wasn't just in there because that's how long it took him to repent, but, like, that was a... I mean, it could be that. There's also a... a sign. You know, it's... Stuff like that just blows my mind that I'm like, what? I didn't know that. And so all these Pharisees and Sadducees ask for a sign. And Jesus is like, no, you got to wait for this one. And then Jesus just leaves them. And his disciples follow him as he leaves the Pharisees and Sadducees behind to figure out what that riddle meant. And Jesus tells his disciples, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And at first they're like, wait, don't eat bread from them? And he's like, guys, it was a metaphor. And they're like, Oh, you mean don't listen to their, like, don't believe in their doctrine. And Jesus is like, yes, that's what I mean. (laughs) Like, their bread is fine. Just don't listen to their doctrine. Right? And (laughs) I'm just, you know, imagining that part. And they're all like, oh, yeah, that makes way more sense. We can, yeah. Okay, (laughs) and just being like, y'all will catch up. It's okay. It's okay. I know. (laughs) I know I'm speaking riddles all the time. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I just think that's a funny mental picture for me, Um, you know. And then Jesus asks them, hey. Who are people saying, what are people saying about me? Who do they think I am? And they're all like, oh, you're just like some prophet or John the Baptist or some other guy, you know? And then Jesus asks them and he's like, what do you think of me? And Peter, oof, always the first one to answer, just right on it. He's not afraid. No fear, Peter, no fear. He's like, well, you're Jesus Christ. Like you are the Messiah. You're Christ. You are your God's son. And Jesus is like, ding, 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 ding. Good job, Peter. Because the Holy Ghost told that one to you and no man did. And Christ says how that's what his church will be built on is that kind of revelation to receive it. And I mean, ever since President Nelson has been the prophet. He's had a huge emphasis on um, making sure that we learn how to receive personal revelation. And, you know, no matter what he says, make sure that you 
um, go and you receive your own testimony of things, that you receive your own answer of things, that you get a confirmation, you know, that you don't let other people decide things for you, that you make decisions based on the revelation that you receive, right? And um, I, you know, and that's ever since God has, or Jesus has been walking the earth, that's and he's built his church on his personal revelation, current revelation, not something of the past. You know, many other churches have, are built on past revelations, things that happened back then, but no longer happen now. And our church is different in that we believe, um, you know, that revelation can still happen now, that God still speaks to us and that still guides us and that we have a prophet and as well as the Holy Ghost, you know, and that God is very active and very involved in his church and leading and guiding it. Um, and, uh, and so Jesus now having kind of revealed himself as Christ, the son of God, and not just some prophet, he begins to tell the disciples, you know, uh, his 12 apostles about his mission and of like how he's going to suffer and die and all that jazz. And Peter is like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You mean to say... That you are going to go up to Jerusalem and, like, people are going to want to kill you? Uh, well, no. Like, that's not going to happen, you know? Either of, like, he's either thinking, oh, don't worry, Jesus, that's not going to happen. Like, we're not going to let anything happen to you. Or he's like, um you're okay, Jesus. Like, there's no need to worry. I don't think people are going to kill you. Right? Because he's done all these miracles. And so Peter might be thinking, um, why would they want to kill you? Like, they love you. And either way he says it, Peter's like, nah, nope, that's not going to happen. Nope, not at all. We want you alive. We want you here. We do not want you to die or go away. (laughs) Like, please no. And then Christ is like, it sounds like he gets a little upset. He's like, get behind me, Satan. And, you know, I don't, see this bit still confuses me. I don't know why. Jesus says that. Um, but I'm sure it was a little bit shocking for him to say it like that, you know? Um, excuse all the noises. I'm just getting ready to go here. But, um, you know, I'm sure Peter was a little bit shocked. And he was like, whoa. I was just saying that, like, 
I wasn't trying to be mean or anything, you know, or saying anything bad, or at least I didn't think I was saying anything bad. I was just, you know, saying, hey, like, everything's going to be okay. Like, we don't need to worry about you dying. And, um, And so I think that was kind of a, a shock for Peter, like this man that he's come to love and that he's following, right? He's given up fishing to follow this guy. So like, this guy is practically everything to him, right? He's, he's amazing. And, you know, whatever he said, he probably did it out of love or loyalty or whatever. And so I'm sure Peter was shocked. And I wonder if that caused him to think, you know, to reflect and be like, you know, what is he really saying here? Like, why did that upset him so much? Because, like, even though Peter knew that this was, well, not knew, but, like, he had the Holy Ghost confirm to him that, hey, this is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is a fisherman, right? And don't know how often he was able to, like, go to church don't know how well he knew the scriptures and the prophecies I don't know that it could have been like his rabbis you know his teachers they they knew them very well and yet they didn't see Christ for who he was isn't that kind of interesting that these men who may not have known the scriptures very well could recognize Jesus as their as their Christ sooner than those who knew the scriptures super well but i think it's because the the pharisees and sadducees were looking for something super specific instead of listening to the holy ghost you know they weren't humble enough they thought that they were you know, so wise and so learned, and they weren't willing to listen to subtle promptings from the Holy Ghost, right? Um, and that's why they couldn't recognize him. And that's why these humble fishermen could, is because they're humble. You know, they know they don't know everything. And so if God gives them a prompt, then they're like, oh, well, I guess that's it then, huh? This, this must be the real deal. Um, and so well, and I'm sure that kind of shocked Peter to hear Christ say that and then Jesus is all like whoever tries to save his own life will eventually lose it you know but whoever loses their life for my sake is going to find it and, you know, I've always understood that to mean, like, we are, our life here, if we're trying to, you know, save this life, our earth life here. Sorry, that was just the door. Um, but if we're trying to save what we have here on this earth right then 
we're eventually going to lose it because things of this earth, they weren't built to last forever. <laughs> yeah. Like I know we talk about how, you know, all these manufactured things from, or at least here in America, how we, you know, it's said that things from China, nothing lasts anymore, you know? Things are built to break down. Uh, And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, since the beginning of our life here on Earth, nothing here was built to last. They were built to die, you know? They were built with a time limit. And so if we're trying to save everything that we have here, there's no point. You're going to lose it. (laughs) But if you change your focus to Christ, right? You give up everything for Christ. Or you, you know, or willing to give up everything for Christ when he asks you. Right? When Christ was talking to the rich young ruler, whom was mentioned during this past general conference, if you have not watched it, I believe it was Elder Holland's talk. He was the first speaker right after the prophet, Saturday morning. And I believe he talked about the rich young ruler. And, you know, Christ asked him to give up everything and follow him. Right? And and that's what we all must do, is give up our need for material things. Like that, you know, to lose it all. Be willing to lose it all for Christ. Right? If you've got lots of money, and one day Christ is like, hey, you need to give it all up, then you need to give it all up. Well... You only need to give it all up if you wish to follow Christ, right? If you don't wish to follow Christ, that's okay. Like, well, I don't know that I should say okay. But that's your choice. And it's okay for you to make your own choice. That's okay. Right? Like, I want you to follow Christ because I believe that that's going to be a happier life to live than not following him personally. I've received that kind of a testimony, right? I've had the spirit speak to my soul and be like, you know what? This, this gospel is true. And this is how you find happiness and joy in life is by following the gospel. So for me it's like, I would hope that, and I would make the choice to give up all I had for Christ, right? Cause I want to be with him forever. That's the life I want to live. That's the kind of choice I want to make. If you haven't yet received that kind of testimony, you're still looking for it. Hey, no big deal. Keep looking. Um, And if you're not ready to give that up, you know what? Maybe it's a process. And God will work with you. It's okay. Everyone's on their own path. Everyone's making their own progress. And God knows where everyone is at. And it's going to work with wherever they're at. I'm going to help them get to where he is. You know? 
He's going to help. He's going to help you wherever you are to get to wherever he is. You know, and, and you get to choose the pace and he won't force you to make any choice that you don't want to make. Right? But he does, he does say, hey, you know, if you're trying to save everything you have in this life, you're going to lose it. You know, you can make that choice, but just letting you know, you're not going to have it once you die. That's not what this life is about. But if you are willing to let it all go for me, you're going to have eternal life. You know, you're you're going to live a life of happiness forevermore after, after this life, you know? And that's, and that's what it's really all about, you know? And so that's what Christ teaches. And, you know, it's our job to learn what that means for us and, and do the best we can with what we know and with what we have. Right? So. You know, that's all we can do. That's all that can be asked of anybody. And that's all that can be expected of anybody. Right? Because we're imperfect individuals. And God is a perfect individual. And a loving individual. He knows what he's doing. But yeah, um, I think I'll probably leave it there today. Um, a little bit longer of a recording, <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's always fun doing these recordings, to be completely honest. Like, I don't, I don't plan this kind of stuff. I just read the two chapters, one from the Book of Mormon, one from the New Testament, and then I just... You know, uh, get, I get a little bit ready for my day after that. Give myself some time to let it percolate or if anything sticks out. But otherwise, like, I just read and then I hit record. <laughs> and that's about it. I don't, I don't plan these things. I don't like, I don't plan what I'm going to say. It's, it's a surprise every time for me. And, and it's kind of fun. To just kind of think out loud and to talk it out and that, you know, that you are willing to listen to that. You know, I've, I really enjoy this. I hope you're really enjoying this. And, you know, thank you again for tuning in and listening. You know, I, it is so much fun sharing these things with you. I probably have said that every single episode and that's because it's true, you know, at first I was, when I first did this, you know, um, back when I was in Oregon and back in New Mexico and things like that. Oh, there's going to be a loud truck here. Hold on a second. It's going to get real obnoxious. There it is. All right. But like back in Oregon and New Mexico, when I first started doing this podcast and down through into the summer, I was, you know, it wasn't as exciting to me to do this. Um, and, 
you know, I wasn't, I don't know. I just, I mean, when I first started out, it was exciting. I'll give it that. Like, I was excited when I first started out. But as time went on, I just kind of, I think I started doing it for the wrong reasons. Not started. Like, I, or like, I forgot why I was doing it. Something like that. I think I for, I just, as I kept going, I forgot why, why I was doing this podcast. And so now that I am remembering, you know, I'm doing this, I'm going to be honest, I'm doing this mainly for me, (laughs) to be completely honest. You know, my scripture study can be very shallow. I can read like 50 pages in a day and get nothing from it. I apologize for all the cars. You know, unless I do something with it, like this, unless I like write, you know, my thoughts down or I record them or I share them with other people. Like, unless I do something with the things that I read, it's a very shallow study for me. And so I decided I'd pick up this podcast again because I wanted to be in the scriptures more and I wanted to apply them to my life more. I wanted to do something with them more than just reading them, you know, because I wasn't getting much from it, just reading them. I was was probably getting something, but I wasn't getting much. And so, you know, the main reason I'm doing this podcast is a little bit selfish and that I'm trying to be better at studying the scriptures and interacting with them more. But the second reason is because you're here. When I, you know, after my last hiatus, my last pause, you know, in my first episode where I'm now in Utah, I think my first episode was like when we were in Second Nephi chapter 25 or 26 or something like that. We were in Isaiah. You know, when I opened up my podcast app to record another episode just so that I could get more out of the scriptures and I didn't expect anybody to be listening. And then when I saw that they were that you were listening still, I was like, "Whoa. There's there's people listening. You know, there's You know, you still like this. You're still listening. You're you're still here." And it it surprised me. And I'm just like, I don't know. That just added more motivation. That just added more extra juice that is helping me be more motivated to listen to these podcasts. So, you know, so I guess it's thanks to you that there's more episodes. You know that I'm still doing this. You know, if you weren't here listening... I don't know if there would be more episodes. I don't know. We have no idea because that's not how it turned out. And that's okay because I like how it's turning out right now. Um, and so thank you again for being here, listening. It is. It has made this podcast, you know, way more enjoyable for me. And I hope it's enjoyable for you too. And so... This podcast has gone on a lot longer than some of my other ones. Um, 
I apologize for that. I guess I kind of just got excited. But, um, you know, I'll end it here for today. And I will talk to you later.